you don't know what Marriage Supply is, go to marriagesupply.com and you can check it out because there's no porn on this site, but it is an adult sex toy website for all you married folks out there. And I mean, if you're not married and you want to come purchase something, hey, I ain't never said no to anything. <laughs> Whoo, boy. Some I wish I would have. But uh, go to marriagesupply.com. It's a great site. We own it, and uh, we're really trying to grow it and make it a part of everything we have done and will do in the future. And so, uh, yeah, marriagesupply.com. Go there. I think you can still use the promo code SUMMER for, I think, 15% off. So check it out. We were having an awesome discussion about barbershops, and then Matt did did just the worst. Well, you can I, you can recap them. No, can't go back. <laughs> Toby Toby lies to his wife, cuts his own hair. I prefer a gay man stylist to a barbershop, <laughs> and uh, the barber in South Car- in Greer, South Carolina, Mike in Bullock. the eighties and nineties. He, he only gave flat tops. <laughs> Oh man, shit! Well, Matt, you, Matt, you used to sport a flat top, didn't you? Back I've had flat ago? tops. I've had. I mean, I had all the the fun kid haircuts. You know, yeah, tried them, too. but uh, you know, I mean, I've never had a, a hairstyle that I've you know liked or anything in my y'all life. Y'all remember the y'all remember the phase of the the one side spike? Mm-hmm. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Phase? I remember that. I never had. I mean, that was, it was kind of a formal hairstyle. Yeah. It was like you part yeah. it and then the spike down the line. Right. Yeah, it's like what's the well, I mean, what is that about? The spike just down the line yeah. in your head. Well, that was at the same time that you remember what in that same year uh, the girls at middle school's hair looked like. You the, know, poof front. the same when you had the spike part, you had unbelievable yeah. teased up to the maximum. <laughs> you know, uh, listening to eighties hair metal. Yeah, middle school girls okay. at the same time in nineteen whatever that would have been. But that's when they had that spike part. You would just spike it that's straight so back. Funny. So same era. And wearing an Oakley jacket or whatever. Giant jug of green uh, uh, extra hold. (laughs) Yeah, hair gel. Gooey looking slime. Oh my. (laughs) I mean, they must make it in a vat and just dump it into this plastic (laughs) bottle. It's so terrible. But I'd put that in my hair to hold it in some kind of way. It's crazy. Yeah, it was all about the hold. There was never pomade when I was growing up. That That was an old man thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was an old man thing. I mean, it really was like, I didn't even, I never even saw it. My dad used, my dad, he really fixes his hair and he had used a lot of, y'all remember Aquanet hairspray? (laughs) Very cheap, but yeah, it's cheap hairspray, but they'd use that. And I mean, just all over the place. How much of that have you breathed? Like that breathing, that has to be so freaking bad. I know. Because it makes your hair turn into concrete. And you just, you know what it right. smells like and tastes like, don't you? Right. Because you've breathed it in your lungs so much. You lit much. a match and blow the bathroom up. Uh, yeah. And you just, it, it, it breathes it. You know what's in your lungs, right? You know the, the little structures in there, the hair-like structures in your right. lungs that they're used to get the oxygen? Those are hair-like structures. <laughs> you just breathe in Aquanet when your grandma's spraying it for 10 minutes. And what, oh, how do you just God, yeah. lung Turns cancer? Lung. I mean, come on. <laughs> 
What is in hairspray? I mean, what is in <laughs> just gasoline? It's, liquid, it's flammable <laughs> liquid concrete. Well, it's nothing weird. That is funny. I mean, <laughs> people spray the thing and light a lighter, right? It's yeah, glue. It, is, it is explosive, right? I mean, it's, it's flammable. <laughs> it's a flammable glue that you spray into <laughs> your house. In the, ca- in the car with yeah, your anywhere. kids sitting right next yeah. to you for <laughs> kids sitting 30 next to you seconds. On the way to search. Yeah. yeah, that's unbelievable. Now that you say that, that I mean, I promise you, that's why my dad's generation cannot get their <laughs> mind around wearing a mask. <laughs> What he breathed in his life. He can't, what in the world are you telling him? What are you right. trying to tell him that he, he should be afraid of? I mean, what is he? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We, we we have unlimited protect. Everybody's helicopter parent, all this stuff. My dad, I mean, it, my dad was, was working literally a, a almost full-time job in eighth grade. <laughs> and know, going too. to school. I mean, you can't tell him. To be worried about stuff or this stuff's hard or something. It's hard for him to understand that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, our, our dad's generations, even up through us, I remember, and maybe y'all remember this too. In the winter, we didn't really have air conditioning, right? You didn't have air conditioning in your house in South Carolina. Oh, no way. There's like no yeah. furnaces. Right. Or you had air conditioning, but it was a window unit or whatever. And then in the winter, no heat, of course. So you yep. had to heat it somehow. So we had a kerosene heater. Yeah, that's right. In in the yep. hallway. That's right. That just yes, burned oh, all yeah. night. Wait, long. did we really not have heat? What are y'all no, talking no. about? Y'all didn't have AC or heat? No, well, you we had no. AC units. Not when window. we were real little. You didn't. <laughs> oh yeah, in, you yeah. We got furnace. I got well, we furnace when I was probably we, a teenager. We were kerosene heaters and window just window units window and fans. stuff. And then in the, really? the next house I moved into, we had a central heat and air that my dad and people did when they built the house they put it yeah. in right but that was a house that my dad that was the house that my dad bought for four hundred dollars and moved it to the lot <laughs> himself <He cut laughs> and then built the it from there off. yeah he cut it out with the chain so we put the uh you know central air in that one um when we moved into it but yeah we and and even still it was kerosene heaters why right and i remember it, at first i mean it, when you would wake up in the morning and you had black rings around your nostrils yeah, we right. like appalachia those, or something those fumes yeah. were being sucked into our brains all night long i mean it was, for the, months a yeah. year the first few times it happened we our whole family would meet in the living room just die <laughs> laughing because there was perfect black rings <laughs> Around That's each true. of our nose where the kerosene heater ran out. Yeah. It's unbelievable. That's the earliest story that, that I know about myself is that we were ha- had some, my parents had some friends over and I came out when I was like two or three naked and was startled and backed up into the kerosene heater and got yep. sear marks on my ass. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. <clears throat> and that happened. I mean. Right. It happened to their ki- little kid. Because there's a kerosene bars on fire in the room. And it was, it like I guess it was funny. It had like a cage around it or something. Yeah, it had the a cage. It had bars. As the sun. Yeah, oh, but that, those were just like the inside of an oven, you know. They were just hot <laughs> bars in front of the real heat source, I'd which like, was. <laughs> I had to like scooch sideways down my hallway to get around the flaming hot. Oh, I know. <laughs> I didn't so I hadn't I thought about bed. that in a long time, but yeah, that, I guess we did kind of grow up in, I mean, and people like think, I guess we escaped the whole uh, opiate epidemic of Appalachia. Like we could, like if we lived a, right. a little farther down over the mountain, you know what I'm saying? From yeah. us, oh, yeah. that, that is what that is. It's just the, it's not that it's, 
we're on some better end of the that whole thing from West Virginia and Kentucky, but it's not that dissimilar if you go farther up in the woods from where we were, right? My my grandparents, my mom's parents had an outhouse until I was like ten years old. Good. That's not a joke. Yeah. I mean, had no bathroom in their house <laughs> until I was like ten. So I had to go out to the outhouse. <laughs> and I was like, and then they got a bathroom. They put a bathroom in. It was unbelievable. I was like, what? Yeah. Every time we start talking about how we grew up, I it boggles me how different we actually grew up. Me from y'all. Because yeah. I don't relate to none of that. I don't understand what y'all are talking about. You're a rich kid. You're a rich no, kid. No, we just lived in a suburb of Atlanta. It was two <laughs> hours away. Oh, no. Yeah, but we lived I, in the actual woods. Yeah. You know, like uh-huh. in the r- very rural woods uh, you know, with people that didn't even, you know, just it's the the the, the place they call it they call it the dark corner historically right because yeah. it's where people went to dodge draft and stuff like that just you yeah. go to where you're off the map kind of a thing and so uh i was kind of a hybrid because my parents wound up having money by the time i was grown but they still came out not out of less than that like we we're, we had less like i said the house my dad did and he, he started a business uh when at some point and then it grew doing grading and paving as a blue collar uh kind of thing he was a civil engineer he went to college but that you know that was a big deal um and so they uh so by over my time by the time we were graduated and stuff my parents had money and stuff like that but i do remember be you know just being i do remember the early times of it and all the play people we grew up with it was like a lot of kids our high school would be our elementary school would be those kind of kids that cps is having to go track down out of the woods and stuff you know what i mean right like they don't have good home lives like where you know you know what i mean like where it was really really it was just people in the woods you know barely reached by cps and the government and stuff like that it's like jenny from forrest gump yeah yeah (laughs) no is that no i mean Yeah. yeah jenny from forrest gump is that was in the 60s or whatever yeah but that's yeah that is look sounds very familiar like lots of people it was a lot of trailers to be honest that was like a social class that we had was it was known that trailer parks are low class but there was just so many people that lived in trailers in trailer parks and it wasn't that weird if you go to a sleepover that's just you know your best friend or the sleepovers you go to in trailer parks like a lot of my friends lived in trailers and, and they were right. not necessarily uncool even, but they lived in, you know, because how much would it could it have cost to live in, in there in 1984? Like, and they, you know, they, right. the best they could get is a mobile home crammed together on a trailer park. So, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that was, you know, a, lo- a good portion of the people went to school with. I sold a lot of $2,000 vacuum cleaners to people that lived in trailers. <laughs> did you really have that job yeah i sold kirby vacuum cleaners when i was in high school door oh, to door you're did a monster oh yeah if i got in the house i had a 70 percent close rate good Dang, lord did you make dude. any money doing that yeah it made like four or five hundred dollars every time i sold one yikes oh. <laughs> that's wild cool. that but you it was did awesome. that i would have felt so uncomfortable going yeah. into somebody's house especially yeah, as a my- teenager <laughs> Yeah, it was weird, but my friends were doing it and they were all making good money. And so I was like, all right, I'll hang out and, and do some of that. It was pretty good, but I swear most of the people I sold them to were lived in trailers. My wow. God. 
It's funny. Two thousand dollars. And I mean, that was before like you did you weren't using the internet. How did what did you have to collect cash or how did you get them to pay or what? It was like they you called? like wrote down their credit card stuff or took a check or something like that, you know. Oh my God. That's or crazy. like you yeah, know checks put, were a big deal. Or they would apply for financing or something yeah. through our and I'd call do that thing where you call the boss and you know, oh, they that's ask terrible. Stuff and, I mean well, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I learned. I looking back, it was a little sleazy, I guess. But yeah, um, well, I, I went for a sales job interview one time in college. I'd never done sales or anything like that, really. And I went for one. It was like you sell knives. I forget. Mm-hmm. It was some stupid company. So I went to Cutco. Fir- I know Cutco's are good. That's the big well, knife. A, it, well, I don't think so, it was a good one. It was like okay. start with a V or something. I like went that. to that too. It went. Did you? Yeah, we went one time. I think we went one time. <laughs> yeah, and then I never went back. I mean, it was like no chance. I'm taking this job. Well, what I must have gone with Joey. I think maybe because so. um, we went because they keep it real secret what you'll be doing. Yeah, yeah. it's just the opportunity. <laughs> That's a good sign. So many people are going to make <laughs> yeah. this much money. So we went to a. It was like at a kind of up towards. I guess it was in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and it was at like a hotel. Uh, meeting room or something like that, right? And we go in, and within, you know, they don't talk about the product yet. They try to build you up for about 10 minutes, and then after about 10 minutes, they start telling you about it. And I guess the guy just knows as part of the psychology of it or whatever. As soon as he said, you'll be selling knives and door-to-door, I just went, oh, I'm not doing this. It's so stupid. Yeah, you know? But I didn't exactly. say anything, but I, yeah. I felt it, and like that he knew me right uh-huh. and joey wouldn't be interested or something right and so everybody he goes okay we're doing this we're gonna take a five minute break uh some people here aren't gonna come back because i you know you have to be all in or else and so they do this thing where they <laughs> kick the people out. me and joey got sign. kicked out you know immediately we weren't gonna do it it was not worth it. he wasn't gonna just waste his time trying to win us over we had already no way you know what i mean he could see uh-huh. it on our faces yeah. and he, oh, yeah. he said hey guys uh i can tell that you're not gonna you're not all gonna be committed and so i'm gonna ask you to leave right now thank you for your time uh and that was it like he real kind of tough guy or something i was like whoa that's so great i was so happy to get out of there but i mean i, I mean there's a real strategy about selling those people to get them to sell stuff for you i mean Do you all, know what yeah. from the beginning you know what i might guess is that he also sometimes challenge does people does that to people and challenges them and they say, no, please give me the chance. And then yeah, flips, right. and flips yes, those yeah. people right back around. But that guy's probably just some, was some deadbeat dad or alcoholic or something. You know what I mean? Like he's just some guy selling knives trying yep. to screw me over, but he has to pretend to be a high level business owner. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's pretending that he's something really serious. I mean, maybe he made money. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, for, I mean, he's, I, he's like to, some bad guy, kind of. Oh, he what made he, money for sure. Well, yeah. today I'm sure he's. Uh, you know, think about what he's doing now. It's got to be an online similar thing. He's probably a life coach, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're probably right. But that is so crazy. I did the exact same thing. I, there was something else too. I went and saw. I was gonna do that. It was some other sales thing. I was like, "Oh god!" Yeah, there was a bunch of those at the time. What we don't we don't have to talk about this forever. But I was thinking, what what was your favorite job you ever had before? Now, like, what was your favorite job growing up or in college or anything? 
Mine was definitely, I worked at a golf course. It was awesome. Oh, I was going to yeah. say the same thing. Yeah. My first job was at a golf course. I made four twenty five an hour. And yeah. the only, I mean, golf. it's definitely, definitely good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was so awesome. Did we, we all worked at golf courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just it's so awesome. You get to do the range cart and you get little shithead kids hitting the balls at you. Like yeah. on purpose. <laughs> and we had one kid, one rich kid who's really good at golf. It, we had woods next to our range. And you have to go in with those little things that pick up the ball. Yeah. Uh, it like had a sack and like a thing. Mm-hmm. And he would intentionally be hitting them in the woods at us, trying mm-hmm. to hit us while he knew we were in there. So there's all sorts of fun stuff fun. there. I guess that was my favorite job. Too. I was trying to think back. Like it was actually pretty fun to work at Community Cash. Like I worked at Little Caesars first, but then Joel Green, Emory's first bass player, got a job at Community Cash with our with my other best friend uh, Brandon. And I was like, oh, if I can get a job there, I can just work with my buddies all the time. This will be so fun. And it was. I got there, and I mean, it was working at a, a grocery store in 1993 or yeah. four. That was really awesome. I did actually, that too. I, I really enjoyed that. Actually, I quit like a dumbass just because I just didn't care. But. Yeah, I remember hearing like because everybody was a bagger at first. Yeah, but I remember right. hearing so oh so and so is cashier now. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean that was a that was a promotion. <laughs> it was so easy break time. You just walk through the aisles and get a, just pick up a free snack and go back there. They, I mean they couldn't catch you. Do you know? Do you, do you know those managers of those grocery stores were just. All bad, and, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, those are bad people overall. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, not I so. oh, not all, but that those are not great people, and they they're not great people. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I, I didn't, you know. They just they 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 they're in that position where they get to stand in that little fucking box at the top. Yep. And they have these, you know, young girls in there. They're cashiers. And it's politics and it's the games and it's just every yeah. stupid, you know, that that dynamic, I guarantee you, is just under discussed. There's a I, I bet everybody that works those stores that is, you know, there's at least one sleazeball manager or the power tripping managers, you know, like, like yeah. better than maybe the knife salesman, but maybe not. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, but then it's funny. We're going to the golf course. The golf pros are fucking assholes, but yeah. you kind of like it. Yeah. Because oh, <laughs> then you see yeah. them get out of the range. They're douchebags. You're like, but you're yeah. like, oh, he could really fucking play, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're douchebags. Angry. They're yeah. all angry that they're not on the tour. And right. so they're like, <laughs> like the way they are driving the ball, you can just see it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we like, used to I'm do better than this job. We yeah. used to do just unbelievable stuff with the carts. Oh, oh my God. I mean, just anything you can imagine, yes. we would do it. We'd go like down in be, the woods. You'd be terrified jump. if you knew your kids were doing that. Oh, like, I know. Now, just terrified. <laughs> I mean, just driving into a bank and just trying to flip the cart over. <laughs> yeah. Anything. And we so occasionally somebody would say, hey, hey, they might see us doing something. They'd like, just call us out. But that was about it. We had one course, for some reason, the cart that, that course didn't have governors on them. So you could go down a hill and just, <laughs> and just keep inertia going. would yeah. just take you. <laughs> you just get in the fairway, yeah. go down, yep. hit the brakes and turn and just spin all the way down a hill in the fairway. Yeah, it was great. That <laughs> it's was not awesome. safe. Nope. We used to, uh, Devin and I worked at the one in, uh, well, I guess we worked at two together. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, really got funny the, I got you that job at the other one. I think Yeah, Devin was, we were both working at what? Cri- 
was it Crystal Creek? Crystal Creek. Crystal Creek. And then one day Devin says, I got a job over at the nice golf course. I was like, you're leaving me here. And, then, and, and I had to be at the shit one and I didn't know you could apply the other one. And then I just applied at the other one and I got the job too. I couldn't yeah. believe it. And then, so on Devin and I would just stand there and it was really, it was a little silly because we just would get the carts for people and help, try to help them put their bags on there and hopefully they give us a tip. But they didn't want to because they were just they didn't need our help at all. It was a little bit crappy. You're like a bathroom attendant. And then there was right. a lot of downtime. So, you know, if nothing was happening, Devin and I would we'd play we'd do two things. One, we played this game where it's like this little berry, red berry tree. You know, those little red bushes. I guess it's like, a berry. Yeah. We just pick a shitload of those and then we'd stand <laughs> and just throw them at each other's face. <laughs> I mean, that's just what you do. The game, the game was the time you hit your face with your eyes closed, and you go, "Oh!" And you know, and we just play that for a long time. And and then, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, then we had, uh, you know, we had to take care of all the carts, and that was kind of a long drive back and forth or something. Like you had had to wash them way over here, come back or something. But anyway, we had a buddy that he started coming around named Daryl. Yeah. He was just such a cool, funny guy. I mean, he was probably in his 40s at the time. We were in college. Yeah, at least. And he was autistic. And so he would walk through the parking lot and he would say, look at all the license plates. He just loved He license loved plates. license plates. Thought it was so cool. And he would ask us to bring him phone books from different yeah. places because he loved to read phone books. Yeah. He got to where me and Toby would just play around with him all the time, just kind of joke around. And he, we, were, we were nice to him, but... Um, we would he would, he loved numbers. Remember, we would give him phone numbers, too, of people we knew. He would go, yeah. oh, yeah. you mean, he, uh, you'd, you would say a number. He'd go, oh, you mean Todd Shiplett? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he would call would our say house a number sometimes. Could, yeah, yeah, he would call yeah, he called our house and all the time. Every person. Yeah. <laughs> Love talking to everybody. It was great. Yeah, he would call our whole yeah. house and just talk and to ask you if you knew anybody else's phone number he could call and you'd tell him and he would call that person and ask, is so-and-so there your friend? I mean, yeah. I didn't even work with him, but he would call our house all the time. It's but crazy. we weren't, I mean, we weren't like really poking fun at him, right? No, we enjoyed no, it. Awesome. Like we no, really enjoyed fun. it. But anyway, it was, it was a, that was a pretty fun experience for sure. Yeah. And then the other thing that we did was we would get the scorecards and then oh, God. we would draw naked women on them. <laughs> and it was so amazing how good Devin could draw. I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, Devin drawing the figure of a naked woman is <laughs> perfect so i mean it's true. like it's I mean, it, it is exactly like oh my god like it's <laughs> it's the perfect woman it's everything that you could draw and then i would do mine and it was so all it looked like this the worst it would be like a woman with really weird blocky legs and like one giant boob and one and i would try so hard and it would never ever work but that's what we do we just like make our own oh. porn yeah <laughs> Every now and then, it was Toby, good. Mine was bizarro. Every now and then, Toby'd say, "Hey, Devin, draw one of them." Women yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah, okay. no way you could draw that. Right, now. I kept. I wish I still had. The, I promise you, that would be an awesome NFT to have a Devin Shelton nude from nineteen ninety <laughs> seven, eight, nine, whatever, nineteen ninety nine. That you know what? And I, that was. I don't know if I ever told you guys this or not, but that was how I got the sex talk from my dad. Was how he caught you drawing drawings. He, he found like maybe five or six drawings that I made <laughs> of naked girls. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. No, my mom found them. Oh no. And, I, and then, but my dad came to me and Ronnie, said, look, your mom was, little, your mom was a little embarrassed. She didn't want to have to talk. <laughs> and so he had to kind of had to talk with me then. I was like, I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> I was just so upset. <laughs> Devin, Devin said it. Devin said he sat him down. And he was like, son, and he looked at the pictures. He goes, God damn. Uh, son, <laughs> you can't do this. Good Lord. Look at this whole, I see you got some talent, son. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take these and I'm going to hold on to them. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know that I know. <laughs> of course. Uh, I, well, go ahead, Toby. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, what y'all? What else y'all got tonight, Toby? You got a list of stuff. I you got some news tonight. I got. Uh, some, I got some things I'm on the list too in. to talk about. Top of the list of news is: Did you hear the news about Furnace Fest? No. I did. Test vaccinations required. Yep. Wow. I did hear that. So that's the big, big news as far as I know. That's from today. I hadn't heard anything <sighs> before that, but at Furnace Fest, it will be vaccine cards you can do it on your phone you could do it like uh, just have a picture of it or a photocopy or a negative test 72 hours it seems like yep. so i think that means we can are supposed to and need to and we'll do it at our show too um at saturn so we, i guess we got to figure that out but i think that everybody looks like everybody thought that was good news right well I that means there's a better yeah. chance of happening yeah right. yeah i have some questions okay. hit me <laughs> what if Cody Bonnet test negative. Uh huh. Would we still get paid? What do you mean? If he tests positive? If he, or sorry, if he tests positive, do we still get paid? If mm. you test positive, you can't play, right? Right. You can't play. I think do you no. get paid? I it's, think no. I think they would say, well, <laughs> you should have gotten the vaccine, maybe. That's I mean, <laughs> the vaccine, you could still get it. So. Okay. Well, but you don't have to test if you have the vaccine. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So half my well, I you know half my band. I won't say which ones don't have the vaccine. I so, think we got a clear indication of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from a financial standpoint. I am worried because I don't want. That's, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for a thousand dollar weekend in Birmingham just for shits and giggles. Okay, right. first of all, do you think that the that basically it does the trick to test? the 9,000 people that come in, not necessarily worry about the artists. Is that a possibility? Like, the pro, like it's at the gate. Yeah. I'm not certain that they, that, that the artists have the same protocol as the right. fans at the gate is all I'm saying. I don't I'd know. like to know. That's what I, yeah. yeah, it, I, I, yeah was I think that's our text thread. I want that information. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I got, I got a little bit. I would imagine every single, probably well, still will 95% of the musicians will have the vaccine have taken. Yeah. I would think, I would think that. it's pretty high on, I, would, I, I mean, I agree. Right. I'd agree, yeah, I but we're, so. we're at that 50% mark over yeah. at our camp. So yeah, that's low. <laughs> I think that's below average. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think uh, it's below average, but you, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but overall it seems like, they did the they did it at Lollapalooza, right? And you didn't hear follow up about that being really bad. There was a festival here in Washington at the Gorge and they had twenty thousand people and they said there was an outbreak at it and they said hundred and sixty people had uh tested for or, or you know, it was hundred and sixty people got it. And Furnace Fest is you know, nine thousand or so yeah. people. So you could even if there was an outbreak, that's eighty. So, you know, that would be bad if yeah. eighty people got it. But 80 people, like the odds of getting it still, like that's not, that's quantifiable. Like you can measure that value and see what you think about it. 
kind of a thing. So, you know, and then I think that was notable that it, that they did. So hopefully it'll be no outbreak or anything at all. But even if it is, <clears throat> you know, it could be some amount of cases like that, I guess. But that seems like a reasonable liability if you go to a concert and you know maybe 80 of y'all will could possibly, you know, then you can decide if you want to go or not. And if you have a vaccine and you or whatever, and if people are tested, I mean, that really reduces it a lot. I mean, that really reduces the chances of it being there by a lot. It's not perfect, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's very yeah. reasonable. And the vaccine, not so much because you still maybe spread it just as easy, but it's better for everybody to have the vaccine. But really, testing is stronger. So I'm kind of glad to hear that because testing gives you the best security, really. And you don't have to require the vaccine, I guess. I mean, I wish everybody would get it. It makes sense to, uh, I think. But, you know, if if, if I, which room would you rather go into? Would you rather go into a room with 500 people for two hours where you knew every single person had a negative test or a room where every single person had the vaccine? Which room would you rather spend yeah, the time? Of course, in? the negative test one. Of course, and that requires no vaccination for, to achieve that. So testing right. always has been and would have been a good idea if we had rapid testing in your pocket, testing, right. quick tests, cheap tests. Everybody's loaded with them, just like condoms. Get them out there, kind of a thing. If you just had tests all over the place, we'd ha- that would be great. Yeah, so, the condom thing sure has worked. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I still don't understand. I just can't grasp my mind around the mask thing totally. I I believe it does something for sure. I'm okay. <laughs> but it seems as if it only might stop a person that was sick from moving it to me. But if I just did a if I have a negative test, <clears throat> me wearing a mask doesn't protect m- me from a covid a person with covid not near as much as the outbound it's it's, right it's it's most effective on outbound on the outbound right yeah yeah and so i mean i think what it sounds like to me is you're going to need to get the vaccine still be tested very regularly and wear a mask for the foreseeable future or unforeseeable future maybe is what i think like it it seems as if the vaccine didn't change anything really because i'm i'm very concerned about the delta what that's going to do to schools that's the one yeah that's that's the big thing that's up in the air it's like is that going to panic going to start i mean it maybe already is but it's we i'm oddly you know we are the most most conservative possible people here in seattle i know that sounds oxymoronic but on the risk profile with covid conservative is the word for where we are we're so liberal we're conservative you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. um but it's you know they like on the co-op that i work at the dude on the board of we say our risk profile is extremely conservative compared to the middle of the road for here so it's just like really is kind of extreme and um i think a lot of people really want the schools to start you know you know, I think there's the schools are like holding out more. I think there's a lot of moms that are not liking the the lunchroom um, requirements and stuff like that. Like they want to bring take their kids out of school so they don't go to the lunchroom. Does wow. that make sense? Yeah. Like they want to, and so some of the schools are accommodating, letting you ch- come to school to take your kid out for lunch and then drop them back off. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like the 
it's because they, because they don't, otherwise they're going to start demanding remote or something. And it's just like, Oh my gosh. So I haven't heard that much about it. And it's very quiet out here, but I feel that it's like people are want, like, if it gets any worse or they, any more stuff about kids, it's just gonna, and then we're going to go to chaos, you know, but I'm not <laughs> sure. But if anybody goes into chaos, it'll be Seattle public schools, you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> they've got sure. the, the boards and the, Oh my gosh, that stuff is so crazy. I just can't even believe those forces that must be involved there, uh, especially because we have a lot of the diversity and inclusion stuff. And it just, I mean, it is tangled up big. T- it's crazy. Um, the schools that I heard about school the other day here of some people that are on the PTA and everything, and they raised a bunch of money to have outdoor tents for lunch. And they can't, the, the principal and the school undisapproved it because it's not equitable because other schools can't have that. What? Wow. So it has to be like they all, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're in the throes of, and then the teachers want one thing and the, you know, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's like, I'm not saying who's good or bad or whatever, but it is, and it's all mm-hmm. as political forces. It's just, I can't believe all this stuff's tied up with just like, your kid trying to le- learn what, I mean, what even is all that? It's just, <laughs> it just blows my mind. I mean, so there's a hierarchy there. COVID is second to something else. I, I mean, In it's just way, very complicated. It, COVID, uh, it sounds like COVID safety is second to another thing. That, well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what the fighting is like. Well, can't we do this or can't we do that? But there's all the, you know, it's a bunch of layers of stuff, you know, when you really twist it all, it's all, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I'm not sure what the i mean it seems like that's only right now and if the wave was on the way down it'd be totally different and if the wave goes up in another time or the, a new like yeah it's gonna like everybody was feeling great like three months ago two months ago oh, he, everybody here was like we are we we it, it felt like everybody said we did our time and now we're just out we're totally done like it was totally locked down then totally don't worry about it and nobody was wearing masks at all and now you can feel it just like, oh, man, like I almost went to store without a mask yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, I'd have been so embarrassed. But three weeks ago, <laughs> I would have never worn a mask in that place at, at all. And, you know, it's like, what if somebody Very saw easy. me all of a sudden, you know? So it's like it's going to change, I think, uh, up and down based on what's up like for a long time <laughs> like this. Because if a vaccine comes back out, you get another booster, but then it becomes ineffective over time. But the new one's not as effective as the last one, but it mutates a little more Then there's at any different point in those waves, there'll be different outcomes that'll, that's the dynamics will repeat, you know, if it, well, one it, of the news I was looking at was from Jacksonville, Florida. I was like, huh. And it says the title is how many COVID-19 cases does it take to close a Duval County school? And, uh, it, it said over the first four days of the school year, uh, which I guess started last week, maybe, uh, or the week before, the number of positive COVID cases listed on the district's online tracking dashboard grew at nearly exponential rate. Uh, after two cases were listed on Tuesday, one student and one employee, the following days saw six students, 18 students, and 41 students added, respectively. So it's just go- growing. In total, 82 cases were identified among students and staff during the first week of classes. And that, I mean, you remember last year, I mean, no one, it didn't really spread. Like uh, you didn't really hear about much students. I had some uh, friends in uh, South Carolina that are teachers and they were like, yeah, it's, it's been interesting how 
hard it was for it to spread from student to student. Like a parent would get it and then maybe the kid would get it, but it, it never really spread from student to student. I know that it happened, but it, it was it seemed more rare. And now this, if students start getting it, they're just going to have to go back to yeah, Zoom that, for maybe the whole year. I mean, they might be at Zoom again for the whole year, and, and there's nowhere to go. You can't – I mean, what are you going to do? Like, you can't – Florida's going to be close. Every, you know, I, I feel like this time uh, – last year, maybe it was pe- people started going, we're going to move to a southern state or Texas or something where you might could get your kid somewhere. I, f- I feel like I have more freedom, but now I don't know. And, I, and I'm not even saying that it's bad. I mean, if, I don't – I definitely – I mean, can you imagine if a bunch of kids started dying? That'll be just the most horrific thing ever. I mean, it'll yeah. be awful. But it won't take dying. I mean, and I know some do and can, but it just them spread right. having yeah. it. Um, you know, it, just them Is having it. Is it true it. that variants are uh, maybe spread faster, but are weaker? Like the like the death rate would be less with it. it when a virus Delta. or anything evolves, it's looking to survive. So what it wants to do is reproduce and survive. So to not kill hosts is is overall better does that make sense right so to be able to survive and not kill the host is better so it is an adaptation so a lot of times things evolve or viruses evolve to a, a state that's less bad like the they you know the 1918 flu that killed everybody's still here it's just not as bad right and it's that's successful as far as it's concerned yeah because it gets to stay alive in a yeah. sense right yeah. And so also transmissibility and be able to also get kids, that would be great for it too, though. Right. So we have some similar interests with the COVID evolution, but right. some not shared. <laughs> we're on the same team when it comes to being less fatal, but we're not on the same team as they want to be more transmissible to more people age in age range, but which it does. So the the it it keeps to get trying to mutate until it figures out a way to reach more and more people. I mean, is this going to be the end of the school system as we know it? Like, why wouldn't, if you were a teacher right now, why wouldn't you go, oh, I'm just going to go independent. I'll start my own little school out of my, I mean, everybody else is working from home. I have this killer attic space or Mm -mm. base and you could have 10 students and their parents just pay you. It's illegal to do that. The government would not allow you to educate children in such a way. That definitely happens already. Tell me more about it. There's definitely, I know for sure there's people (laughs) that got a teacher and they put 10 kids in with her that's hat that happens now it's not illegal you can teach your own kid from home you can homeschool yep right you can't but running a private school is is quite an ordeal you gotta you gotta get a charter oh yeah i mean there, there i'm sure there's loopholes but that's you, a teacher can't quit and we hire her to teach our kids they will not that's illegal or else everybody would do it and you would not be able to get any teachers because anybody Shit. would hire them to teach their kids and pay and them twenty eight thousand dollars. So you're just saying that the loophole, the the uh, hurdles you have to jump to because there's private schools too. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you can start a private school if you want to, and that you're subject to all the regulations of whatever academy private school, or you can homeschool your kid. Nothing in between, except for the Montessori this or the you know they have right. the different collective things that are in those nonprofit I don't zones. I totally believe this. Okay, I feel like there's some that I I, I can't look it up right now. What what if it? But I mean, I would pay. I you, hear what you're saying, but what, I mean, four, if the four kids in my in George's class could hire the great teacher they had last year away, I would easily pay my share of the one fifth. I mean, th- we would all love that. It's not allowed. 
it would be much better if you could just pay for the teachers you wanted and get them as people would do well, it. There's loopholes around it. Then. No, just, I mean, the yeah. homeschooling is quite, it's, you know, there's private school and homeschool and then there's the whatever, yeah, you mean, know, well, alternative yeah. schools that are subject the, to that regulation. The teacher teaches your kids and you just tell the government you're homeschooling them. You could do well, that. Well, I mean, air under the table if you wanted to. Then. That, that's not the rules of homeschooling. If they found out you did that, they would get tell you no and get to tell you had to come back to school or whatever. It they're is. not finding out anything anymore. They can't. It's too oh. crazy. Okay. <laughs> I just it doesn't. I, I just don't. That doesn't make total sense. I mean, I, I that believe you that there's a bunch of hurdles, but there there's got to be ways around it because I know people that have done it. I know that you can do tutoring. You can do extracurricular. People do pods on top of. But you had to be homeschooling is very uh, regulated, and it doesn't sure. mean do whatever kind of school you want to do. It yeah. means do this well, kind of school only by the parent. You can't hire somebody to homeschool your kid. It's against the rules of homeschooling. Also, you could start a private academy and whatever. That doesn't make sense though, because I could. I mean, you're, I could hire somebody to teach my daughter saxophone. Yeah, you can, but so, she still has to go to school, or else the government's telling you you're in trouble. Or or she doesn't. I mean, I could teach her myself, and th there's no regulation you can. on that. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of regulation <laughs> not, on homeschooling, I mean, and you can do that, but you but can't can hire somebody to curriculum teach curriculum I want and all that. But you can't hire another person to be the teacher. Yeah. I mean, you can do it on your own, but that's not how it, you can't. By the time you try to pay other people to come, you know, other kids and stuff, you know, you, you're free to hire a tutor for your own kid that you homeschool or whatever. But when you get beyond that, you're into regulation that says no. I'm looking it up. Sorry, Toby. Can I hire my own teacher to teach my kids? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be the ideal situation for those with money. How much would it cost to hire a teacher to homeschool? The cost of hiring a homeschool teacher, depending on their experience, skill, and versatility, ranges from $26 to $40 an hour. Mm -hmm. the, some of the best tutors and teachers with more experience and qualifications charge $85 an hour. I mean, yeah. I just think you can do it. I don't. You can do that, but you can't have private homeschool teachers at your house are now an uh, affordable education solution. I mean, you're just wrong. I mean, you can do that. <laughs> you can't have other kids there. You can hire a private person for you that's tutoring you, your okay. kid, while so you homeschool. You could do it at the same house, but a teacher could go to a house every day and teach one kid all day for yes. one day. You could do that. So yes. I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. There's some hurdles, but you can do it. It's not illegal. Well, it would be it would be homeschooling. You're acting like we were in some <laughs> Germany <laughs> during the World War or something. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's illegal to teach your children or something. You can homeschool. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you can homeschool if you want to. Yeah, but I think more people will certainly turn to homeschool. But if that's what you mean, yes. It you know it'd be it'd be it'd be good. I mean, you think the teachers though. Will do what? Like become homeschool teachers to one kid, and then that's a problem. I mean, it is kind of crazy though, right? Because I mean, I, I don't honestly don't know how it works. But is it the board of education or, or within the government? I'm not sure what that's called. Um, but like, they directly decide what everybody gets taught, right? Yeah. I mean, is that that goes from them all the way across? Now there might be some variables, right? But I mean, ultimately. This is the curriculum. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of wild too, right? I mean, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? And, oh, and, and, and everybody knows the exact same thing. Yeah. No. 
it's just kind of it is weird. I mean, it's super generalized. It. it can vary from state to state. States right. can have their own curriculum, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild when you look at it that way. I guess that the, the point is there's not good choices. Like if you say, right. oh, I mean, there's private school, and the private schools are getting away with a ton. They do all this in person, and they do this, and the, the private yeah. school here in, in where I live, it's like all oh, the families there for movie night. They just do whatever they want, and their kids are have been in school the whole time, getting wonderful educations. And then the public school, you can't go or do anything, you know, and well, that's and that's really sad, you know. Yeah, I mean, do y'all have any friends that do private school? My friend, oh does yeah, private school. yeah. He's like, no, you're not zooming. I'm not paying you thirty thousand dollars. Right, they just right. go and for zoom. Yeah, no. Yeah. Right. right. So if you if you just pay for your kid to go to private school, then you get to go to school. And if you yeah. want your kid to go to public school, they can't. And there's nothing else you can do. Shit. So that's a huge, obviously, equity problem. But, you know, it's set up in a way that there aren't just you can't just say, well, I'll get my kids to learn another way. You run into all kind of problems with that. It's a real it's a real mess. It's interesting. Our oldest, because I guess by the age of 12, there's some new or more immunizations that you get. And since we hadn't gotten them and if we don't get them, we can't go to school. Right. And I was like, oh, that's that's wild. I didn't even really, I've never encountered this yet. I, I'd heard about it, but, um, and so if they can do that, it's, it's bizarre that they hadn't done it with this COVID vaccine. Like, I mean, there's immunizations and shots and stuff that you have to get to go to yeah, school it's really weird. and send your school and everybody kind of does. It's, 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 it's almost if this COVID vaccination is just so much recency. It's, it's so close to being created that that just scares everybody. Cause otherwise it just, it's, it's strange that people would, I mean, like, why would a lot of people on the right go, oh, ivermectin, we got to try, why, why would you trust that and not the vaccine? Why would ivermectin <laughs> be the thing that's sent from God and not the vaccine or something? I don't understand that. Like, what, why would certain, you know, Trump took whatever he took and everybody's like, oh, we got to do that. What was the hydrochloroquine or something oh, like okay, that? Everybody's yeah. like, we got to try that. What is it about the vaccine? Where do they think it came from different than the, the, those medications? Well, it's something weird with it because if you ever watch kids YouTube and they get Spider-Man giving Elsa shots and stuff, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like right, every doc yes. like when people play doctor when they're a kid, it's fucking giving other kids shots instantly, right? It's always shots. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, you're, it's a big deal to humans, shots and needles and that. That's deep. Right. That's like as soon as you're three and four, you're getting shots and giving shots to other kids, knowing exactly what it is. And it's a big deal. And it, they make it on the YouTube shows because you focus on it when you see that shit happening. So yeah. it just is scary. It's very right. scary. It's very mysterious. It's a needle. It's scary. And you said the it, it, DNA, Mark of the Beast, who? I yeah. mean, it's scary. <laughs> They're scared. It's scary. <laughs> so that's what that's what happens uh, at scale. I mean, I don't want to take it too too far into the conspiracy realm, but did y'all see the interview that is? I think is a Korean lady. Well, it might have been on Rogan. I don't know, but she said they were out talking about. She's from North Korea. Yeah, she was like she, and then it said something about America. I said no, no, no. If you're in America and if you know if you think you're being controlled or whatever it was, you're not. You're you're whatever. He said, but if you, true control is when you don't know you're being controlled. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like North Korea, yeah, everybody just does the same thing. Yeah. But that, but this whole discussion kind of made me think about that. Like you don't think about, you know what I mean? Like you just get the stuff that you have to get, do the, do the regulations, follow that rule and you just do it. You know what I mean? So it, ultimately we're kind of being controlled. Yeah. Right. I mean, you are being controlled. The main thing that controls you is the, is the behavior of everybody around you. That is your mechanism of control right. because you will fall in the, about the middle of that. So if you True. can gu- guide the whole public to feel and act a way, that, that base, if you can just get public sentiment to be a certain way, you know, then that works because people will act like those around them mostly. That'll do almost all the work of control if you can get the narrative if if you can get them on the right narrative, that does. What do you, you know, got it? What do you lose? If you of the control world? everybody else. Like what? Like if we could control a bunch of people to buy our new record, rub some dirt on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's our next thing that we care about. It's come. Right. I, what is the plug to? By the way, what is the date? I don't even know. September sixteenth. September sixteenth. You can buy tickets right now. Go buy them. Go buy them. Well, I mean, how you do you do that? How could we could we hypnotize, control, get a bunch of people to listen to it? Is that what the, is that what we're doing with advertising? If like, you can we create right enough now? narrative, yeah, yeah this is like, the narrative. Same thing. We, are we creating something that makes somebody laugh a lot or yes. think we're cool and they give us whatever you know? Yeah, buy a ticket. Yes, that's what we're doing too. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. It's narrative. Everybody, it's all narrative. You know, in that way. I, I didn't. Everybody, know I was doing that. you, yo, everybody you do know. Deep down, sold. you fucking know. <laughs> Everybody is being sold, being sold and selling, yeah. selling at the same time all the time. That's the one you know way I mean? to look like, at it. That's uh. the way I feel about it. Everybody is being sold and is selling mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just it. Well, you know, that's but, the way I feel about with it. With vaccinations, though, I think that part of the reason some people are so mad, I think, is because they feel like they were sold the vaccine and they got the vaccine. You're like, well, you said I could just go back to life. Right. And now you're telling me what I have to wear a mask because some other people won't get right. vaccinated, you know, like, right. so it, it's like, it's kind of a bait and switch for some people, which, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say I like feel that way hostility, but it, it, to me, it is kind of stupid. Like I, I kind of don't give a fuck about the people that won't get a vaccine in a way like right. just, okay, fine. Get, go on with it. But I don't want to have to go back to the bullshit. So mm. what are we doing here? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that is kind of right, though, Toby. If you think about us, but want, you know, if you want a narrative for rub some dirt on it, that would sell more tickets, right? Yeah. So if you could go do something crazy, publicity stunt, then there's right. that's part of of that. If you could have it, you know, if you could just create some some thing that went mainstream or whatever, that would it would sway a bunch of of, of behavior. That you could. Well, I didn't tell efficient. y'all, but I've signed up. I've signed up Lunsford to actually do a celebrity boxing match with Mike Tyson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a pay per view event. Or rub yeah. some dirt on it. Yeah, we could tax it. I guess you should do it. Would, Would you, you do, do it? For it? Us? You wouldn't do yeah. that for us. I'd do that. Well, we do that. For I mean, us. would he kill me? Would well, he kill I mean, me? we don't know. We can't control the punch. I don't think he would kill you, but you probably would. You could he, get a concussion he, pretty I mean, easily. Did, did you yeah. see him when he went out for Roy Jones? You no, know, I know. He, he didn't. He was not playing. He would He would have <laughs> liked to end Roy Jones. I mean, he, he was really trying to swing hard and fight for real and all that stuff. I mean, he was not joking. I mean, he would 
annihilate you. Well, no, like, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, or would not be saying I have any yeah. chance whatsoever. Right, right, right. I'm saying, oh, no, 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 I, yeah, but yeah. would I die? No, let's say you don't <laughs> just die. Concussion. Let's say, <laughs> just say concussion. okay, you, you're not going to die, but let's say you, you have, never walk again. let's say you have three to four solid days of bruising and pain. Yeah. Yeah. Three to four straight days of bruising and pain. Would you do that for well, us? What do I get? What am I getting? We're on pay-per-view. I'm fighting my tax. I'm let's say getting, like a lot of money, right? Yeah. You get money. Yeah, I guess. Like, you started off saying you had to do it to help promote the record, asshole. Yeah, right, right, now you're right, asking right, for money. Money. Well, both those. Oh, you have Mike Tyson shit. on pay per view. You say. I mean, I'm just saying it'd be fun. I don't know. I sold vacuum cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> There's some asshole yeah. listening right now going, uh, "I had COVID. Mike Tyson would be nothing." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but if you had the opportunity to get in a ring with Mike Tyson, you might wouldn't be curious what that would feel like. As a I would be yeah. it, it would be. be I mean, do you curious. think? Okay, how about this? Do you think right now you've got six months? You can do whatever you want. Do you think for one million dollars you're gonna if you last one round? One round. One round. One do you round? think you just have to learn? Defense, do you think you would train? Right? Like, do you think you would really take it seriously and like train hard, or you just think you'd go? <sighs> I'm just going to try and dodge him and just stay the way. I mean, because either train, way, you, I don't think you, you got much of a chance. You'd use the well, motivation. You know, you'd have to train to be able to even last the right. round defensively, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. hands up and move. Oh, yeah. move okay, you put your hands up, and he hits your hands as hard as he can. <laughs> what do you do next? <laughs> your hands are, that that takes one second. Hurt. He walks up to you and punches your hand, arms as hard as he can. And then, what's, then what happens what? next? <laughs> and you put your at, at second number three, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, that, that's second. One and two. Let's return. Let's return. But you've been training. Don't let your guard down. I know that. <laughs> but after the first, I mean, no, Lust returns into Rocky against uh, <laughs> Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't so bad. Clubber, you ain't yeah. so bad. bad. Clubber Lane. There you Just go. imagine you got your hands up and he's like, fuck you in the stomach. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I know. That would, <laughs> and it would be but, so fast. Uh, he would I punch wanted- my arms and my arms would knock myself out. That's what would happen. Part of it was my uh, my palm would go right into my own face and knock me out. (laughs) What if part of it was that you get like Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather is going to train you and teach you. Hey, here's your only chance to survive this. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to come up with a strategy for you. I mean, if you you had Floyd Mayweather for a year or what, or however long you had to train, and and Floyd only charges you one million (laughs) dollars for a year of training. I mean, you're right. I mean, there's, I don't think you could make it. I mean, I, d- I was thinking about it. Do you think you could uh, score a touchdown like uh, us and, you in know, the NFL? Yeah, yeah. Like well, us on, a, on an NFL team. Do you think there's, do you think there's I don't think you can gain a yard. Could, no yeah, chance. gain a yard, complete a pass. No, no chance. You don't think you could come up with one scheme? No, I don't think you, you think, could ever gain know. a yard. How fast are those, <laughs> those those line those defensive the linemen, linemen would be so than you've ever been in no, your life three hundred pounds yeah yeah no. you've never ran as fast as, as those fast as in your life oh they're trying to kill you you think you could score one hoop in NBA no, yes absolutely yes. Yes. no 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 yeah no, no. you could throw full court balls well, you, and you eventually get, get one in. over half court. Yeah, but you're right. gonna have to try fifty. Be shooting from half court, but you could get one of those in eventually. <laughs> I, I actually, I remember asking this question on the bus. If you thought you could make contact know. with if one it, pitch, 
like contact with a pitch in baseball. No, and y'all all thought you can't, and I definitely think you could. If you if you get enough swings, you maybe, but not like a series of at one off at bats with three strikes. Like if you had, if you had to wait each time and go and get a new at bat in a major league game in a scenario, I don't think you ever God ever, so scared. ever touch it. No, I mean not in one season <sighs> probably. Now if you got to take batting practice with one pitcher for a few a few hours and two hundred swings, you might go make contact. Yeah, no, we we should say right now in this moment, no practice you get dropped into the situation oh god you have to perform of course nobody does anything no i mean nobody gets a yard out yeah nobody gets a yard nobody scores a goal no foul no foul balls (laughs) nothing (laughs) no chance not against the top no way no it's like well i can still go to a batting cage and hit the fast level in a batting cage right but yeah on the mound just that you imagine Araldus Chapman, you know that guy. Oh yeah, that, you know he throws oh, 105 God. miles an hour. But then <laughs> all he'd have to do is you'd be thinking he's going to throw 105 miles an hour. He just breaks a slider. Plus, in first of all, you fall you, over. Yeah, but the think about it, if you were a pitcher pitching to you, all you do is just throw the first ball high and tight, and you don't even yeah. get your stomach <laughs> right. back ever again. You never yeah. you you're jumping out of the plate every time after that. Yeah, guaranteed. Right. I don't oh, know if God. they would because he I would throw a would. control one. You know, six inches from your nose. Yeah. <laughs> and then you would never even attempt to, you wouldn't be able to even God. like go, that you're not going to go low and inside and to hit what, to get a dinger after that. Oh God. And getting hit on those balls. I mean, batters get hit all the time with balls and it yeah. hurts them. and it can really happen. If yeah. he makes a mistake, you think, you, I mean, right. You have to be ready for that to take any pitch. Well, yeah. You don't have the reaction time to get out of the way of your head no. or something yeah. like that. If you get hit in the back of the legs, it will hurt, but it won't kill you. But if, <laughs> oh my if, gosh! If, if he lets one loose, and if he tries to go high and tight, that's where I think he wouldn't do it because I think he like if I go high and tight, I might kill him. Actually, he could control <laughs> it to get it close stupid. enough to make you not ever have the you know I, balls to do it. That's some much, of them can. okay. Some how much can. money would it take for you to stand on home plate backwards? God, and take a ball right in the back of the leg. <laughs> I mean, just right in the back of the leg. Oh, I mean, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a wallop, like a hundred mile an hour. Oh my ball, gosh! Right in the. I mean, how much money back. would it take for you to do that? You imagine the breath that would just leave oh your body. Oh my the, gosh! The sheer burn. I mean, it would just be. You would not want to stop screaming. I mean, it'd be. You know what I really hate? One of the worst things I hate in sports is the guy around in third, and he just hammers the catcher they don't let them like, do it anymore they don't they took that out because well, they have a weird rule where they can but it's weird i mean seeing them just blow up the catcher sometime it just seems so awful like oh, the they're not even looking to take it they're not even looking at the guy you know they're right at the ball and just the catcher yeah. has to take it like yeah. you can't just avoid it everybody you know they yeah. can still do it if the catcher is standing in front of the plate without the ball or not going for the ball mm-hmm. so the catcher has to give them a lane to go, but if he's going yeah. for the ball, they can't run him over. So, and, and he has to hold on to the ball, or else the greatest tragedy imaginable—that's <laughs> the the apex of a league of their own—when Dottie Henson lets the yep. ball roll out of her glove yep. at the very end, you know. But well, did she know. do it on purpose for her sister? She did. She did. I don't think she did. You think she didn't? You think she, I, that, I, that I kid really got the did. best of her there? I do. I think she's too competitive. Even no, she's sister. a big sister, man. She. She was you're her saying Dottie Henson would broke. never, never let somebody win, no matter what. Is your no matter what, she would not she, let. Her she win. couldn't. She's not capable of even 
<laughs> allowing that. It would be unethical. She would be more morally repugnant. Mm-hmm. I mean, how hard is it to pretend that it just falls out of your glove? I mean, it, you just, know what I mean? Boom. You just, oh, uh, oh, uh, no. Rolls off. I mean, you could easily say so it had be to be respected. real. Respected. Yeah, so I would even argue, it. actually, by the rules, the way she dropped it, it would still should have been an out. Because she had it. Because she had it and then yeah. fell and then backwards. Fell back and then, and then laid on the ground and it rolled yeah. out. So. Yeah. 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 How old is that movie? 1994, I think, is when it came out. That's when it came out? The year I graduated yeah. high school? Tom Hanks, the, Tom Hanks won an Oscar for Philadelphia. He should have won for oh, man. Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy oh, yeah. Dugan, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that movie is just so top, great. top, top for me. It's so, oh. so high, so high on my list of movies. So, two <laughs> of your top five are Tom Hanks, yeah, <clears throat> Forrest Gump, yeah. and League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. And I really identify really, really, really strongly with Big as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, movie. I don't think it's the greatest movie exactly. And I don't. I'm not even a big fan of Tom Hanks, like whatever. But I mean, I I that Tom Hanks big thing. I identify with that, like being a grown up as a kid or something. That's I, I that that and Forrest Gump. I identify with both very strongly. You know what I mean? Tom Hanks is able to, yeah. whenever he does a role, if he does Philadelphia or whatever, I go. I don't know. Like I don't care about that. But when he does something that I can get a grip on, I always identify like whatever quality he has. It seems like because Forrest Gump's not even a good Southerner. Like it's the accents are dumb and tons of stuff in that movie is dumb, but I still so connect good, with though. it because I think he does such a good job. You know what I mean? Man, Castaway. Every time I think about that movie or even rewatch it, it I think incredible. it climbs for me. It's like just better and better or something. It ages really well. Love it. Love yeah, it, it does. What is his bad movies? Uh, Cloud Lady, Atlas, Lady Killer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one was kind of tough. Oh yeah, people say Punchline, where he was the comedian. I thought that was okay. I never saw it, but comedians say it was bad. Hmm. Um, what about what Joe the versus the volcano? I like that one. That was okay. The terminal Money, Money Pit was great. Oh, Money Pit was Terminal so was good. Terminal was good. Was good yeah. What's yeah, the weird uh, like National Treasure type movies he did? Didn't he oh, oh, he did. Oh, oh, Vinci Code. The Vinci Code. Yeah. Yeah. That's bizarre. Those. Yeah, those. He must, well, he must have got unreal money. Yeah, I don't do think. Those. Yeah, that's like, like think so. Oh, just god awful money. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would he do? It? Why would he do Saving Private Ryan and then Da Vinci Code? Right. Oh, Private Ryan's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's Burbs. got something. <laughs> Burbs is awesome. Burbs, yeah. <laughs> All right, topic shift, guys. Joshua okay. Harris. <laughs> y'all familiar with joshua harris yeah i've seen a little bit about it everybody knows why he's in the news and gossip column this week no i don't can we make it a cliffhanger because i'd like to tell the people about uh tooth and nails band spirit breaker go for it roll some music and we'll come back all right okay you're listening to pure fury and wonder one of the new singles from spirit breaker solid state's newest band their new album, Cura Nada, uh, I think I'm saying it right, Cura Nada, I don't know, that's so cool, I can't even pronounce it, just came out on August 13th. They're, uh, they're from Detroit, and for fans of Era, Invent, Animate, uh, Phineas, and August Burns Red, Cura Nada has gotten a ton of great reviews so far, so go listen to it for yourself. Also, make sure to follow the band on Spotify so you don't miss any new music or tour dates from them. I think you're really going to like this. Cura Nada is available everywhere now. Go check it out. Okay, Thank Matt. You. I didn't hear about Joshua Harris. Now, are you familiar th- with who he is? 
I kissed dating goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yes, I wrote him uh, this past Friday to see if he'd come on the podcast. <laughs> and you didn't know that he was. Uh, how'd you know to do that? Because I wrote him when he came out as uh, apologizing for that and saying maybe he's not as Christian or whatever, you know, the uh-huh. whole book stuff. I wrote him and he said, well, he, it was too crazy at the time, but write him again in a year or so. And so it'd been a long time. And I was like, oh, I'll write him. I didn't. Oh, it's funny because this week he's just hit the, hit the, you know, deconstruction circuit. Oh, really? Yeah. And in, in, at least in the, uh, what'd you, what do you what'd mean? you catch Lunsford and Devin? I just ah. saw somebody mention, yeah, like, uh, getting paid to help you deconstruct or something like that? that yeah, getting warm, getting warm. I just saw kind of a headline. I didn't read the whole thing. but He's doing some course or something like that. But yes. I saw some people, a guy I follow on Twitter made some, uh, I'll give him a shout out. Hobbs is me. Uh-huh. He's oh, a, yeah. a friend of me, I would call him. Uh, <laughs> he had. It's funny, this guy Hobbs is me going way back. There was probably, he probably hated this podcast for, there for a minute after he loved it, I think. Yeah, but then it all kind of came. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, he did some meme that had the guy in the banana suit. Like, we got to find who the hell did this. But it's like when the guy that it's like the guy that made you do the bad thing yeah. is now getting you selling to, you the cure, selling you the cure thing. for the for the yeah. for the thing that you did bad wow. or whatever, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, so I don't I don't even have it up or anything. But it was just I thought everybody would know about it because it was he came out with a course, a deconstruction course, and is just doing putting out materials. So now, you know, he's selling his stuff. And so there was a lot of, I guess, backlash. I don't know. It's the word for I'm sure he felt it like backlash. And then he then eventually pulled the course. So I didn't know if y'all saw the comments and stuff. I thought it was just (laughs) oh, he pulled it. Yeah, he pulled the course. He listened and learned. He, but he listened and yeah, exactly, exactly. So it it was like, um, like when when he came out with it, it's just like you look at it and go, oh my gosh, what how stupid can you get? Because you go from that writing that book and doing that, and now here you are doing like it's easy to make fun of, just like from my point of view in a general way. And then he started getting the, you know, pushback online, and then totally, uh just you know buckles to it i guess you know and the craziest yeah. part i thought was he said when he did um and maybe you could find it and read it toby but he i got it when he so he said this first of all they made it free for people that couldn't afford it because they understand yeah. he'd done damage so he's you know he's doing all this language of damage he's done so the whole premise of him doing it is to make right for what he did that was wrong but still it's like okay but why are you right now? I mean, what, what are you even talking? You know, there's that whole thing. Right. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. And so, but he's trying to make it free and everything. But even though he's doing that and trying to make up for it, do what he thinks is a good thing, the people in the deconstruction space and spiritual abuse people and everything are very upset that he is grifting in that way or whatever. But he even still then apologizes to them and uh, makes whatever statement he makes. And he said that he had only sold four. Yeah. That that's when I really started laughing because he this whole thing was just about some nothing happened. It was some loser puts a just like every other loser puts up online courses for everything and right. coaching of their platform, which is everything, and then gives it away to some people for free, and then sells four of them, gets criticized and apologizes for it, and refunds the four. 
<laughs> like what a circus of idiocy that whole thing is, right? Man. Like all the way around, everything about it is so stupid. From the beginning <laughs> of the story of who he is to the end. when he, And the whole thing's a big story. And we're talking about it now. And it was actually not a big story because nobody even bought it. It's funny, too, that he had to write this out all out. I mean, he wrote out this long on, on the website, reframeyourstory.net. He wrote out a big explanation of it. But, I mean, that he had that's also a part of this whole thing, saying it is uh, best you can to get the least amount of criticism from your apology. You yeah. Know I mean, more than the actual apology meaning anything or changing your life, it has to sound a certain way or you'll get destroyed for that. Yeah, but you, Even I worse. mean, yeah, and it's not like they were going to, you know, and then people that were defending him, just like John Steinger that, you know, from Hawk yeah. Nelson, he was saying that some of that stuff was like not great the way people he got treated when he was just trying to help and do good things or whatever. And they yeah. really got really got after him for projecting because you, he, they said, you know, you're going to be in the same place one day and you're the same or like you see yourself in him and you're just trying to defend yourself in advance or whatever. And then he backs off to, you know, people have to. Like if you get into the that any of that, you there's not it's just crazy, you know. Like yeah. you can't like uh, and it and it really moves the <laughs> it really moves the needle, and it is it's like it's weird because obviously that's an effective thing, and <laughs> Joshua Harris that that whole thing is dumb, so yeah. it's a weird for to just sit back from the outside and go oh stupid thing crazy way of being it takes like it, it takes care of itself somehow yeah. in that way, way but it, i really feel that the people the thing that's emerging to me is if you have a platform that is now being seen more and more like something you might shouldn't have like it's not like oh anybody can just do whatever they want it's more like you need to not even do stuff because you're crowding the space is the emergent does it, that make sense that's the tone <laughs> yeah. of what i'm seeing is that you shouldn't be making stuff in a space also if you if you know if we if you know what i mean like that's the tone of the pushback yeah and i know that's extreme but it, it almost worked or it did work here so i don't know but it, it's an extreme point of view to say don't even try you better not even try anything it, it's really funny now <laughs> that i see this that w what we're talking about is i would have thought oh wait he walked away from christianity so now maybe he's more trustworthy but he literally did the exact same thing. Exact same All thing. All those years ago, yeah. he wrote, I kissed dating goodbye. Yeah. And then he just wrote, that was, but that book was like $16. Now he wrote, I kissed church goodbye. This will be $275. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he did, right? I yeah. kissed church goodbye. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's doing. It's really funny. Yeah. This is so, how he wrote some of this stuff. He's talking about the benefit. One of the benefits it's of the internet circus. is you get rapid feedback, whether positive or negative. He goes, I launched this, reframe your story, but now I've heard that, you know, all this stuff. And he goes, uh, this is so funny. I mean, this isn't true. He wrote, for the people who signed up for the course, I'm so glad that the vast majority used the free option. This made me really happy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he was happy to yeah, so poor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He wasn't happy the people, most of the people used the free option. Outside of made it, making them look better. If it was 10,000 people used it and 4,000 bought it, maybe. But not if right. four bought it. <laughs> they didn't pay, no. for your, they'd pay for your SD card on the video camera you recorded up. You know? <laughs> and you thought it was an online course that has no overhead. Like, that's yeah. the whole thing about the online course. Right. Like, you just you make it and you sell it for whatever the dollar amount is. And then it costs none to distribute. So right. you could just 
make a ton of money on that if you can get people to buy it, but not if you can't get anybody Buddy. at all to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just Damn. insane. I didn't even know that, though. Like, I mean, so I, is anybody that has worked in religion any are anybody good? Are they all? I mean, I, I can't get over it. Like even when they leave or start, you know, deconstructing or something like that. Anybody's telling you anything? It, I mean, it I guess like, uh, maybe we're in there too. Yeah, people always we, get well, we are. They think they think that we're leading people astray, but I mean, I guess you could say the same thing. People pay to be in the BC club, and I mean, people have supported us a ton. Yeah, we've asked for support. I mean, yeah. we come from it. We come from that. What was our initial ask? Our initial ask was something like, help us start our podcast. (laughs) Yes. We're going to, I mean, and and, and we're going to change the church or something. Yeah. That's what we were trying to do. I mean, that, that, that the criticism from that crowd is that it's like a white savior complex. You got to be the hero or you got to be the, you got to fix the thing and be the one that says it or whatever. Like that's a good criticism. It, you know what I mean? Like that's a right. that is that is what is l- largely going on, and then people figure figure that out, or they don't, or they're very cynical and do it, right. or they you know figure stuff out. I don't know. It's just, but that's yeah. but you you know it, we have a, had a slow unfolding of moving away from that. It's it's like the support culture of a missionary on down. Like as you know, like where everybody with every platform is getting supported. But who is it? Re- you know, it's the same kind of questions you have to ask. Like, who is it really for? What is it? How? It's really just comes down to how authentic is it at the end of the day, right? You know what I mean? Like, you you support people that do good things. That's everybody understands, or stuff you just like. You know, we put, tried to. You know, we're just a couple steps down, but we're trying to not be that. Is the is the momentum of it the way I look at it? So I'm just trying to figure all that stuff out. But it's not at all. The more you think of it as like. What looks so stupid is anybody that says, I am here to talk about this and here's my, what I'm an expert in and this is why you need me to do these resources and materials for the blah, blah, blah. Like that just starts to seem dumber and dumber. Like the more right. it looks, because there's so many people have platforms for their thing, all the platforms and the playbooks look the same because everybody's able to copy each other. So what it looks like to do that, it just it seems way more obvious to people now. So a, a bunch of like, it's like when local bands start copying the cool bands. It actually was cool and good, but now that everybody's copying it, it's it's not as talented of people doing it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just anybody can do X. Uh, Only fans is an extension of that. It's, you know, I'm not making fun of anybody or even comment on the industry, but same thing. It's just when the barrier of entry gets less and the model exists, yeah. you get every preacher, you get every course taker, every life coach, every... Only fans, every podcaster, every everything. So, so you think Zoom will help actually help religion to explode? I mean, like, it's just you, fracturing start, into smaller and smaller yeah. support chambers of stuff. I don't know. It'll be interesting having an online flock and no, <laughs> yeah. no like no meeting building or what. I mean, that's gonna be crazy. I yeah, mean, it's just yeah, it's like TV preachers <laughs> used to have that dominated, right? Like you know, people who yeah. the parents just send money every to this right. preacher in Florida all the time. Okay, you know, some people got to send that shit to vacuum cleaners for other <laughs> kinds of Ponzi schemes. But when it's just I, when that book came out, though, I 
I remember I hated it. I thought it was stupid from the time it came out. I kissed dating goodbye. And the age I was, I was like, yeah, motherfucker. I hadn't even got to fucking date yet. No, all these <laughs> fucking girls in the youth group. I read that book. Goodbye. What? <laughs> you get to write this in college after you've already gotten all the pussy. Yeah. Right. And now you're like deconstruction. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the same. I always thought that about Driscoll. He would say the same thing that, you know, he only said it maybe twice while I was there that alluded to that he didn't, him and his wife had sex before marriage. Right. But he was just saying, you can't, you know, he was really so hard on that. And I was like, but I mean, you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, though. So, I mean, every pastor I think that ever said, don't have sex before marriage, had sex before marriage. I would, I bet that number is really far up there. I mean, yeah. I I would I, bet. I, I mean, I bet any pastor that's ever said sex before marriage is wrong, don't do it, kids. You know, uh, you young folks out there, and the, I bet they had sex before marriage. Yeah, Almost even the Catholic certain. ones, even the Catholic priests. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Baha'i. What else? Everyone <laughs> we didn't get that. All one. of them. <laughs> well, if it. it was a Catholic you. priest, you know, it's all before marriage. <laughs> Oh, oh! I see. Now I get it. Oh. Ain't nothing after. <laughs> oh yeah, it's funny because my mom and dad did, and um, before marriage, of course, because they had already been married before anyway, and they'd are. And I found it so funny because my mom was so protective of information. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She didn't want, she yeah. wanted to guard you and keep you safe. And I remember I was probably, I don't know. I was probably like 30 years old or something. And my older sister said something about, you know, you were conceived before they got married or whatever. And my mom was like, <gasps> <laughs> I mean, it just took her, her right. soul out of her body. And then I was like, what? And then, then I found out and she just was devastated that I wow. knew. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> that, that, that's another me and Toby and Devin all have, have we're all conceived in night, you know, same four years, right, you know, before the weddings of our parents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Did, yeah. All of our parents probably got married because of us. Yeah, definitely. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> but crazy. I mean, I was like, I don't, I mean, who cares? I don't care. I would have never like, cared, but I, I mean, I knew that it was like, the timing was weird like that or whatever, but they never really said anything, but it was that because my uncle said it to my, my uncle said it to my, uh, my uncle misinterpreted joke apparently at Thanksgiving a few years ago with, with my, with, at my family, I wasn't there. My sister told me about it and she said, my dad got so mad because he, he said it like trying to make a joke. Cause he thought everybody was joking at, yeah. about it and everybody knew it. And, and my dad was from his point of view. And he was like, yeah, we knew everybody knew, but my dad did not, he was upset about that, that Ooh. like he thought he was still sitting on it like a secret or something, <laughs> you know, um, or so, whatever it is, the details of it, you know, this, but that's, that's in all of ours too. My that's mom crazy. went the most dramatic route. My dad will, has never talked about it. I've tried to pick at it <laughs> here and there. He go, I don't remember that. I don't remember when you're like, I haven't even gotten to me. It's just, I'll, I'll ask him like, uh, dad, when did you and mom get married? What year was it? I don't know. It doesn't, uh, <laughs> right? He won't say anything. And if you get anywhere around there, because it's one of the worst things that ever happened. To me. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's why. 
It's literally maybe the worst thing. Now it can make sense even yeah, yeah, more than a little bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe that. Not going. <laughs> it's not just the math of it that's bothering him or your disappointment. It's just the whole no. thing, the whole memory of the whole thing is yeah, not something he wants experience. to. Yeah, it's bad. This? I mean, this is what I got. Yeah. <laughs> so he just goes, yeah. boy. Ah, no, 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 no. Not, not talking about that. My mom, <laughs> I remember I was down at her house. And uh, so. We're sitting there talking, and uh, Jess was there. It was me, Jess, and Mom. Maybe she was at our house anyway. And uh, we were talking about something about her and Dad. We were talking, you know, she's like, yeah, it's crazy. You know, our, uh, our, our anniversary would have been, you know, I think it was like December or something. And she said, December 12th. And um, that, that's funny. We would have been married. That's, uh, you know, whatever. She said she was calculating it. And... Uh, she said, well, it was 1975 when we uh, got married, uh, December 12th, 1975. So we would have been, and I was like, I said, mom, <laughs> 1975, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She didn't yeah. realize. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, that was December 12th, 1975. Yep. I said, you know, I was born March of 76. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was only three months later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was only three months later, mom. And she goes. She does the most dramatic. <laughs> he goes, yeah, Toby. Yeah. <laughs> I said, <laughs> like, kind of got a big cow Hallmark, tear. yeah. I mean, she went for it. Like, she, it was yeah. her hurt. Like, I, I almost yeah. felt like I had to right. tell her, hey, hey it's going to be okay. She, that's what she would have wanted in that moment is for you to, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. I'll see you. Yeah. Yeah, Toby. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so intense. That's crazy. Uh, uh, I mean, Lunsford, do you think, I mean, your parents definitely had sex before they got married, but you weren't born out of wedlock or you're not the oldest. I am the oldest. You're the oldest, and but it was all legit. They were Liberty College Christian kids, right? Uh, what is that college called? Isn't it Lee. Liberty? Not, no, Lee. 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 That's it. No, yeah. I was like, They'd been married like four years. Wow. Yeah. And just rich by the time they had you. My dad worked for the government. We weren't exactly. rich. I don't know exactly. why. Exactly. <laughs> he made all his riches off selling vacuum. Lunser, you, la- you, you couldn't believe we didn't have air conditioning. Like we were third <laughs> That's crazy to me. That is insane. That's just what I'm saying. That's no, hold on. Just because y'all are dirt, dirt, pathetic, poor, doesn't mean I'm rich. You had central air conditioning. I mean, central air conditioning was like a real thing that, that the rich people in town had when I was my, a kid. My dad <laughs> stopped going to school. He stopped going to school. He was the youngest of his all 14 kids. They had 14 <laughs> freaking kids. He stopped going to school in eighth grade and worked full time at a corn mill. <laughs> <laughs> That's as... Country I do that as you could get. My God. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like oh, one yeah. of the classic books you've read. That's what yeah. happened. It's unbelievable. Right. Finn. When you say the people in town had AC, do you mean Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, probably. Downtown Greenville, probably. <laughs> it was fancy yeah, city it, folk. Down, down, in ta- down in town in Atlanta. My dad, talks about when he, my dad talks about when he was a kid. He said, you know, they had wood stoves back then and everything. We, my grandpa had one, 
But he, so what's what year is this? My dad was like a kid? 1890. That's like 1950. <laughs> yeah. It's like 1940. He was born in 44. Yeah. A wood so, stove? Yeah, that was so he said we were so poor, Devin. I could look through our floor and see the ground and the chickens God. eating the food underneath the house. Oh my! That was how God. poor they were, and so they had to heat the house. All these cracks in the floor, you know, so cold. Like, I mean, that was just his life. He had it good when he grew up. You know what I mean? No AC. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they didn't have AC. My dad, one of his, because uh, it, it was like parsonages. The because my, my papa was a pastor. Yeah. And he, he said one of the houses, just his room didn't have a door. So he'd say good night and he'd have to crawl through a window and just go, <laughs> go, go in. Like, it was, you know, it didn't matter if they were having a party or whatever. He'd climb in through the window. <laughs> good night, everybody. It's crazy. I mean, it's wild. It's not that long ago that a lot was different culturally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know there was technology, there was cars, there was fans and air conditions and, you know, and stuff. But I mean, like most people didn't have it and, it, and every, the whole culture of America was so different. Not that long ago. I mean, it's wild what they just accepted is fun or good. My papa told me like he would go to the movies with a quarter and he would see two shows, uh, popcorn drinks at both and have like 15 cents left over or something. And that, and, and that, they thought that was expensive. I mean, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Those people lived through a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, they did. They had a whole. Diff- they came out of a whole different generation, you know, just yeah. all the way different. My dad said that his grandmother never referred to him by his name. He only, she only said, "Tell that boy to eat over here, go here." <laughs> they never heard his grandma say his name, <laughs> you know, because they don't. They weren't that attached to the children, you know. They right. just yeah weren't. Yes, yeah. there's a little person over there. Yeah, and just, you know, I think, you know, kids die. You have a bunch of kids, they die. That's why those, you know, people would wear, they wouldn't even, they would kind of just wear like muumuu dresses until you're like eight. Like the dads wouldn't even take the kids yeah. fully into like, okay, right. this is my son, whatever, if he makes it that far or whatever. It's just children. And then like the men weren't involved and the other adults were not that involved with the, you know, right. the mom would take care of the kids. And if the ones you get, keep you could <laughs> used to work or whatever you know <laughs> i can remember yeah, my, the first time i ever heard my dad cuss was when the law changed and he had to get a uh car seat for my little brother <laughs> you, you didn't have to have those in my <laughs> life there was no you didn't have to have car seats i mean kids i mean you remember the do you ever have the big car like a sedan or whatever there was like a yeah. lid lip in the back and you could crawl up in the went back windshield yeah and yep. and fall asleep mm-hmm. back there I mean, it was, it was like an extra, it was like a bunk Yeah, bed. you would just sleep in the cooter shelf, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just could when you're a little kid. Yeah. No no thought of a seatbelt. No. Oh, that's no right. chance. I mean, they had seatbelts that, that, you know, but didn't I know. use them. That mask, again, that's, you just compare that to mask. That's the culture that did right. not seatbelt right. children at all, or even worry about it. Right. Not long ago. My right. parents right. not worried about seatbelts for me. You know what freaks me out about it? I feel like they had less anxiety. Like, it's more dangerous and less anxious. Like, my parents did not worry about me in the car driving. I do now. Like, I the, the car seats, the safety belts, yeah. everything. Like, I, I'm actually am concerned about my kids being in a car accident. And we are strapped in with the best, you know, we can get. And my dad, you know, we're riding around nothing but my dad wasn't 
as worried Not about worried. me dying in a car, which nope. most often you don't. I know, I know people do, and it's bad, and I'm pro seatbelt, but I mean, that, that concern or worry or anxiety there that my dad didn't have just with that one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. He, he ne- I mean, he didn't worry about suntan you're, lotion. You're definitely, so right. we did not buy suntan oh. lotion or worry about that at all. You're definitely right because anxiety level has just risen so much since I was a kid because it it just wasn't the concern. It's weird. Yeah, it's you're right. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because you, I would have said though, in the all of history, things were so horrible, and you'd lose children, and things would happen that everybody in all of history must have been mentally ill with PTSD, but they weren't, right? Right? Because every like you think of somebody if they lost a kid now, well, uh, their life's ruined forever. Well, that's only now, right? So what does that mean? You know, it's a little bit weird. So it, we were in in much riskier situations. But the it was less anxious, which is a quality of life issue. It's a real yeah. it's a real issue. Oh, yeah, you know. I mean, it's far more dangerous then, and you know, you, you like mental health and physical stuff. health are just trade offs in that way. Like you can you can be so concerned with physical health that your mental health suffers. Is way be a way to say it. Now you can shoot for best of both worlds. Yeah. I think you know that's kind of my approach. But hey, we were driving <laughs> through the park the other day, and we saw some kids ride in the back of a truck. And Cassie's like, oh my God, I can't the believe police. that. Yeah. yeah. And and I she goes, We man, growing up in California, we, you couldn't do that. That was illegal. And I was like, babe, it's illegal everywhere. We just do it anyway. Yeah. And uh, she looked it up. It is not illegal in Tennessee to ride. <laughs> 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 I was like, babe, it's illegal. No, in Tennessee uh, today. It is not it, illegal. Uh, the That's kid illegal. is over six. It's not illegal. And they can't be under tw- uh, over 12, they can ride on the interstate. <laughs> Unreal in the back of the truck. I used to do it and it was so fun. Of course it's fun, but I thought it was like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, I know. Yeah, she's like, you're not allowed to do that. I'm like, nobody's allowed to do that. I can't pull I can't hardly pull out of my driveway and turn my truck around with my kids at the back of the truck without people looking at me funny. (laughs) Yeah, just get in the back of the truck. You you know, whatever. That drives me crazy is the absolutist on car seat absolutist. That drives me insane. Like, I mean, you like first of all, there's the school bus, there's the whole school bus loophole where nobody needs a seatbelt. All children go all day, every day. No, don't worry about that. It, it exclusively carries yeah. children. Right. It's a, it's a children's transport tube with no safety features involved in it. Those are the poor kids. It doesn't matter. You know, and all those buses I was on, we they're actually doing things like bullying and fighting also in the tube while you're riding down the road with no safety equipment. And these are kids. I mean, that was when I was six. Five, you know, eight, like, you know, don't worry about that. But, um, but they were highly qualified drivers. Oh, the drivers were the the best in the world. (laughs) They're the best in the world. I mean, the test that they had to go through to become, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, you think cop training is intensive. You should see school, elementary school bus driver. I mean, our school bus driver's name was Bessie for a long time. She was great. She was great. Oh, I mean that is the name. That's just the woman, the middle aged. Yeah, she was. She was awesome. She really was. Some of those people were great. I mean, oh some yeah, of they were. Awesome. Really were. But the uh, the the you. So first of all, there's that, and then obviously there's so many situations where kids are on like you let them drive in a golf cart. Yeah. At, so if you're going the speed of a golf cart in a car, 
still, there's a lot of people who feel a panic if a, a kid's not in a five-point harness going at the speed of a golf cart with in an SUV wrapping, which is much safer than a golf cart. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's not, you know, you don't have to be a teetotaler with this safety stuff. It will, it will in the end. I mean, this is a real cost to that type of, we, we switched our, our youngest Remy facing forward and he was a runt. I mean, he's little, um, we switched him around pretty early. I mean, <laughs> I was like, I ain't doing this no more. You can forget it. Yeah. I mean, and I don't drive hundreds of miles or anything. I'm going into town, you know what I mean? Like here and there. But I was like, I would not tell anybody. <laughs> I was like, right. I ain't telling nobody. Yeah, people tell on you for stuff, I'm sure. You know, know. the way it is, I guess, though. My kids <laughs> tell on me for all the shit I do when Cassie's out there <laughs> in the car. <laughs> they tell on me. <laughs> kids can't they- help it. They can't help it. No, they can't. They've got a weird thing. They just they, have to say what they know. Like well, if you let them have candy it. and and they'll go tell mom, dad, let me have it. Yeah, yeah. I've told my kids numerous times, just don't tell your mom this and you'll be fine. As soon as she gets home. <laughs> like, what are I you know. doing? It's just unreal. Dad, dad got his pizza for lunch. <laughs> I told you. I said You I wanted said, it. Let's just keep this between ourselves. <laughs> y'all know That's what it. mom's going to say. And then they, as soon as she gets home, we have, what y'all have for lunch? We have pizza. <laughs> and just look at you. Yeah. yeah. Me and Toby went to St. Louis this weekend. It was really fun. I mean, we had yeah, a good time. They have a free zoo and we got a, like a private sea lion show, which was actually really neat. Just fans that somehow we got connected with. So <clears throat> that was cool. And then uh, we went to the aquarium yesterday and it was a pretty neat little thing, but, but the, the, you know, it's kind of expensive. Like you'd pay 15 or 20 bucks for two and over, you know what I mean? So like, right. or, or basically three and over or whatever. So Remy's three and a half and Megan was like, okay, I put two in the thing. So, you know, just pretend he's two. And of course I'm like, I told my kids, I'm like, do not <laughs> say a thing when we get up there. And immediately Remy starts going, but I'm free, but I'm free, <laughs> oh, I'm I know, free. I know. but I'm like, what are you saying? I was like, just be quiet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, they cannot say the truth instantly. I'm just like, don't. You talk. had to learn that to do, to be able to deceive. You just, you know, you haven't been able to teach it to them yet. <laughs> like I mean, you, my hopefully ones, they'll learn to be deceptive and fake. My older soon. ones can a little bit. Barely. Ruby, Ruby, her and I will go to the movies together, and she swears her favorite part of the movies is sneaking candy in. <laughs> <laughs> she says that all the time. Yeah. Ooh, damn, we can sneak candy. Like she loves it. She thinks it's so fun that we do that, and that she gets to like. It's like something we're doing together too. Yeah. This, you know, that uh, you know. I mean, she is. She doesn't totally understand. She thinks you might get in big trouble. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know. But in fairness, I, Toby, you get you think that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh me yeah yeah of course i mean you I we might go to jail you put a lot of effort into oh i love hiding it getting uh, i mean yeah. you 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 but I, I i've seen you you know sneak yes. stuff in and be very worried now we snuck a lot of beers into theaters oh, but still but you've you're always really the scaredest person when we do that <laughs> probably one of the most times i was super drunk was sneaking beer into that uh what did we say the animal yeah <laughs> rob, rob schneider, schneider. Animal. <laughs> we saw great. that movie 
And uh, I snuck in, I think, a, almost a six-pack. I think I think it was a six-pack in under my belt. I just cinched my belt super tight. <laughs> and it was against my stomach. And uh, I was drinking. and But we'd already been drinking before. Uh, and so I drank one. I drank two. I went to get the third one. <laughs> we were up high. Of course, I knock over the glass bottle. And you just hear it roll all <laughs> the way down. Don't. <laughs> 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 It started again, you know, all the way down. And then I was we everybody everybody kind of laughs or something, you know. The whole everybody it's okay that goes on. I drink two more, and then I have to throw up so bad you can't believe it. I immediately, like immediately, have to throw up, and I'm missing the animal now because I'm running out. I go to the bathroom and. I don't know what this is how stupid I was back then. I promise you this is true. I thought because of the I it seems like I would have been smoking weed to have these thoughts, but I wasn't. I thought because the bottle had fallen and I was all crazy and then I was about to throw up that <laughs> that somebody might think that I'd been drinking at the movie theater and kicked me out or something. I was paranoid. You know, y'all were saying get, yeah. Yeah. get in trouble for the candy. Right. Same thing. I thought I was paranoid that I would get kicked out, not get to go back, or something worse happen. I'm, un, you know, underage. Well, I guess I wasn't underage, but, uh, you know, so uh, I pretended. <laughs> I, made, I made farting noises. It <laughs> seemed like my vomit was poop. <laughs> so I would go. <laughs> so you could, just like somebody really having a rough doo doo in there. <laughs> I promise I did that. I was by myself, but I threw up so much, and I was just having to make all these fart noises, and it was just unbelievable. And then I, you know, and then my mouth covered. I had to wipe my mouth. You know how you feel, and it was just terrible. But I, after that, I was fine. You know, I got it out, and I went back and watched the rest of the movie. But I, I don't know why I was. How could I do that? You, you would do so many things to stay out of trouble. Like I remember you going to the handicapped bathroom, yeah, <laughs> at like an airport or stores, so, yeah. you know. And it's like he's nervous, man. He's he's looking around. We're like. Keep an eye out. Yep. And then he got to knock on the door while I was in there and he came out. <laughs> were you limping? Real yeah, I was, bad? A, I was, like I was faking a limp. Like that's why I'd gone into the family <laughs> restroom because something was wrong with me. <laughs> so wrong something with just that. limping. You fake a handicap. Oh my God. Because <laughs> it was like a family all of a sudden that needed the bathroom and I just destroyed it. And I was like, oh, no. Yes. What am I going to do? Oh, man. You have a limp. And they, wow. No problem. That's funny. Toby, is, I guess uh, you have a score high on the neuroticism of yeah. the big five, you think, I guess? I guess so. What's I the opposite yeah. of neuroticism? I don't know o- what it is. Eroticism. I'm high but on that, too. That's Eroticism. Eroticism. It's like, but but you're, you're running a bunch of thoughts in your head about other people's thoughts quickly basically right yeah (laughs) i know i am for sure yeah i'm i'm thinking of everybody and i can't turn that off they they, it's like they call it empathy empaths or something like you feel everything but i really do man i can't i can't help myself from thinking of jumping into your life situation Mm -hmm. i can't stop myself like i go into it something happens (laughs) to you or you're going through something (laughs) i'm i'm you yeah but more worried (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if that person's not worried enough, you try and get them there. Oh, yeah. you, oh, hey, you try and bring them along. Yeah. like this. You can't like, be not try, worried. Trying to navigate Toby when he's uh, uh, driving the bus. He doesn't believe any direction you tell him. No, I can't. Because he's thinking he must be wrong. Uh, oh, what God. If wrong, yeah. What if he's wrong? Oh, my God. <laughs> he's wrong. We're screwed. You say, all right, you're going to go right up here. You sure? You sure? This is it? Are, are you sure? <laughs> this, oh, uh, Main Street? Is that Main Street? <laughs> that's why Toby, right. that's why he keeps his circles relatively small because he, you know what I mean? Like to let yeah. more people in that are fools, you got to take that empathetic ride with them. <laughs> but it doesn't yeah, even seem to bother time. them, but it's going to bother Toby to think of what their situation is more than it bothers them. <laughs> uh, it's too much for me. I just feel it. I can't help it. I, I wish I didn't, but uh, <laughs> I think I won't say what I was going to say. <laughs> Matt, you got any more news in nope. your life? Nope. That's all I got. Well, can I do a quick, quick few, like a, a, a rapid fire? Yeah, let's knock it out. Well, I thought this was interesting. I just, this one, I just want to talk because Lunsford, uh, rare, Onus or Honus Wagner baseball card sells nice. for how much do y'all think? I'm gonna say it, 4.3 million. It's okay. a lot. Yeah. Do I have to guess? That's a good guess. I'll yeah, take, take the o- I'll take the over, but you can take over. I'm gonna take it under right now. Uh Matt hit it. Six point six million dollars. Wow. wow. And and that's just the first baseball card. Is that what that is? It it's like that, the earliest yeah. one. It's one early. It, yeah, it's early and he's also really good like, he actually was a really good baseball player like probably if you actually were uh objective about it probably the best shortstop ever and and was that like on t- what was the what were they sold with or as was it with tobacco or something weird like yeah, that I, yeah, oh, yeah i don't know like yeah. it was on like a baseball card came from something like yeah because it went to gum eventually yeah, the, the gum days yeah i think you're right yeah. man on, on this card it says uh 1909 sweet Caporal, almost like I wonder if yeah, that, I, don't, I, don't yeah. Know, I think it's is, a tobacco, like, yeah, yeah, maybe like yeah. a tobacco or something. It's for some reason it's so rare that card is so rare, and because of the player, or they so, came in cigar boxes or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. they were in the right. bottom of cigar boxes or something like that. That's crazy. I mean, that was, <laughs> and I mean, is an just an NFT, right? I mean, yeah, basically. basically, yeah. I mean, in the it. it you know, in this reality, if you don't think this is digital, did you hear that's uh that's exactly linked to what uh you know the same concept? Did you hear about Devin authenticating that Emory demo? Same as the Honus Wagner. Oh They're yeah, not quite as valuable yet. Yeah, I mean, so our very first demo was called well, our first as Emory was called the Columbus Eep the, and it had like what six songs on it, maybe mm-hmm. <clears throat> all handwritten on the disc. You know, CD burn. Devin did I'm, the artwork. I did the artwork. Yeah. It's like the pixelated camera yeah. drawing the mouse or whatever. And this guy messaged me on Discord the other day. I was like, "Hey, would you mind just authenticating this uh, CD for me? Um, I just want to make sure that you recognize it or whatever." And so I looked. It was it was Joel's handwriting. EmoryMusic.com. You know, had Emory on it and the art and everything. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, it looks pretty legit to me." I said, if you don't mind me asking, what what are you? What is he asking you to pay for it? He was like five hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! Like, we sold those Please. things for five dollars. You know, yeah, unless we were right. giving them away, we sold yeah. them for five bucks yeah, we gave for years. Wow! And it is probably pretty rare. Yeah, probably. Now, if it, and sure. if it has a value, I guess it does. I mean, what can you do about that? You we know? he was like, he, and he said, <laughs> "I'm not gonna, 
I'm not going to haggle with him. I mean, I think it's authentic. Wow. I was like, okay, you can't just offer. I mean, well, that go, or something. Go value like in my lifetime, could that be worth five thousand dollars one day? Somehow, as a collector item. I mean, maybe yeah. you just hit his. Limit, you could but... verify how rare it is somehow, right? You know, Somebody what if pay. there's what if there's only five left? Right. Well, if there's a Beckett book of you know music memorabilia and stuff like that, yeah. right now it's going up. The arrow's pointing up on this one. But is this the all-time high for Emery's CD demo? May also no. maybe it could be the all-time high, and then you get that you get the next week. You look at the new new Beckett comes out. It's got a going down arrow. Yeah, going yep. down arrow. I, I think over time it will go up because the net worth of your fans will go up. They will be willing to pay more. That depends on how we treat them, though. What if we just like really <laughs> start burning bridges and stuff and become well? I guess it goes up. Yep. If we become notorious. All right, moving on. Uh, this is just for me. I had to get this one in America's best restroom to be chosen from 10 clean, quirky finalists. So, you know, I love finding a good toilet. Mm-hmm. Like I just, that's, that's something that is very important to me when we, cause we travel so much, but this is what I thought was crazy. The first finalist was in Greenville, South Carolina Wow! <laughs> is core two or core 24. I guess what it's called. Yeah. Uh, the, the bathroom in core 24 in Greenville, a downtown gym in the city of Greenville was honored by Centas for its artsy vibe. The spacious women's restroom features not one, but two setups for post-workout selfies, including <laughs> oh. a spray painted mural and a flowery wall illuminated by neon lights and then it just goes on to other ones but that first one i just was so interesting i was like oh that's crazy and that they put in selfie selfie spots are like an amenity now in a restroom and interesting that's really cool that's very cool that's some metaverse shit i mean really i mean like that actually is important now to get your photo to the web and that's only a digital okay so that's another example of the not only the digital world taking over, but the digital world ch- ha- affecting change in the physical world. Yeah. Because that's what's, yeah. you know, it's not only is it, oh, we do more digital stuff. No, the physical things are even transforming to be yes. digital based. Like my Zoom background or whatever, like that, everybody loves for Zoom background. That's now something right. you make for not the physical world. The room that you work in. Yep is one of the largest considerations for people is yeah the part that's not for you in the place but for the digital projection of it so that's pretty that's fascinating so crazy and, i remember and, sorry i remember when they added selfie to the dictionary what year was it i remember not long like ago. somehow yeah, yeah i remember somehow they just said oh at words that were added this year selfie and those are several other ones and but making that space <clears throat> in the bathroom it, it ain't going away like, no no taking pictures of yourself is going to be here forever now. Think if you were designing a restaurant today, how much you might want to consider the photography right. that would occur inside. Like if you I wanted mean, to go on Instagram super or Yelp important. and everything. Like well, potentially that, one of the most important things. You know, you pretty soon we're going to really be in some crazy place where everything does feel like studio lighting, like you're on movie right. sets to be. <laughs> it's going to be weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of weird, this last one is for Devin because I thought Devin, you would appreciate this. Why is Friday the 13th believed to be unlucky? Why is it? Like the origin of unlucky 13. Yep. <clears throat> hmm. 
13 so or Friday the thir- I mean, not just the number 13, just but Friday the 13th. Oh, is Friday known. the 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th. Well, 13 in general, too. This goes on to talk about it. I can just tell you if y'all don't want to guess. Yeah, just tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it says, according to history.com, the origins of the superstition are unclear, but could have roots as far back as the Code of Hammurabi. Ooh. I hope I'm saying that right. In Babylon. Uh, the code didn't have a 13th law in its legal rules, which some believe is proof that there was superstition around the number 13. Uh, but also, according to the history website, this, the association of 13 being unlucky likely started in Western culture with the Last Supper in the Bible. Uh, in the biblical story, 13 people sat at the Last Supper table, Jesus and his 12 disciples, and the next day Jesus was crucified. Mm, bad oh, luck. Weird. Wow. <clears throat> That's what they always say about Jesus. Really unlucky. (laughs) Bad luck that guy had. It's crazy. (laughs) Damn it, his luck. It's just like, you know, you never caught a break, that guy. I mean, isn't it kind of weird, though, that, like, the 13, that hotels leave out the 13th floor and things like that? I mean, that's like. Yes. Every, I mean, you gotta. I mean, you can't have a thirteen somewhere. Yeah, you can't. It's against the rules. I mean, we went to the planetarium on our little vacation with Dev, and mm-hmm. we went to the science center, and uh, they were just showing us constellations and the uh, your sign, you know, Sagittarius, and they were showing different the constellations were the zodiac signs. And my daughter is just really interested in it. She is thinks that. You, you, astrology your sign means something and it, like she just immediately accepts it as oh like well, say that this is your personality she thinks it's fun that it would tell mm-hmm. her about a personality but, i mean it was just super easy to believe but Devin, do you have a like a big superstition you don't have you know you're not that superstitious are you? i mean like no. just like do you have a superstition that you actually something like friday the 13th is bad does it get you because i matt always gets on to me but i guess i am kind of superstitious By nature, Toby is inherently genetically superstitious. However, that arises, he has it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. He's superstition prone. I think I was more growing up, but I kind of, I think I got kind of got out of it a little bit. I mean, we're kind of taught superstitions, right? I think it's not so bad though. uh, Even when I make fun of Toby for it, though, because it's fundamentally you could say, Oh, it's the religious thing. So that probably compounds it. Like you're just like, Oh, you got to be, it's like a way to control people by making them do superstition. But it's also Toby has a very strong try to correlate things. Like he goes, but this happened and then this happened. So maybe that's like, it's a form of creativity basically. Like if you, cause a lot of times that same circuit leads you to an answer of something, right? It's like, you go, well, I saw this and I know it sounds crazy, but way over here, I saw that. And so right. is it maybe this possible? And it, sometimes you <laughs> discover something magical that way. Right. And sometimes right. you, you know, wind up <laughs> believing some really weird stuff. <laughs> well, I was looking it up, the, like the top superstitions, like, uh, like, how about this one? Beginner's luck. Do y'all believe in that? Do you believe a little bit no. that like somebody just got lucky because it, beginner? Well, I mean, I'd say there's a little bit to a beginner. It. Not in a superstitious way, just like, playing poker and you're a fucking idiot don't know how to bet so you win yeah i mean that's kind of that you have you have an advantage because when you're a beginner a lot of times you just freely you trust your gut and are intuitive which is really powerful because you you know more than you think you know and also it's because you notice it you're like oh fuck this fucking guy like so you over notice it 
So those two com- combined. Uh, y'all wouldn't y'all wouldn't pick up a penny if it was head down. No, I wouldn't no. worry about that or going under a no. ladder or anything. You would do that. What? You would pick I, up a penny if it was head heads down. Well, I wouldn't pick up a penny. Yeah. Period. What about a black cat crossing your path? Devin owns a black I own cat. So black that, cats. No, no I used to have a, a rabbit's foot, an actual rabbit's foot. <laughs> that was kind of a trend. That was kind of a trend, I think. I, I mean, it was real too. Yeah. But if you see a penny, you wouldn't pick it up. If it's heads down, no, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> That's bad luck. Heads down is bad luck. If it was head, if it's heads up, I think it's good luck. It was weird. At my first marriage ceremony, that black cat walked across when we were getting married, and I saw a penny head down on the floor. <laughs> so there you go. Told you, you dumbass. <laughs> you know what's funny? Your marriage ended so badly and was so wild that I believe that maybe a black cat walked there. Like that when you started saying that, I thought that might be true. Yep. I mean, it was that bad. <laughs> Aren't you writing a book about that? <laughs> no, I was going to write a play where she was plotting to murder me. <laughs> I, I wrote one page. It's not good. <laughs> it felt good to write, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's kind of like one. Devin drawing naked girls. You could write a play for just maybe for us to read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know what I, I mean? mean? That's not terrible. That's not just a bad write it idea. Just for us. I promise. You know what I mean? Won't make fun oh, or yeah. share. But no, think there of might us. More, you might get more motiv- motivation to create and feel safe to kind of like, oh, my friends want to read this. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to write it freely because it's not going to be anything. And by and read, so I, I mean, I want the part of your ex wife <laughs> 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 in the play. Yes. The, the number one one I do believe in is bad news comes in threes. Oh yeah, it bad things does. happen in threes for sure. That that yeah. just I feel like is true. There's <laughs> almost no way that's not true. It we had that like one recently, life. and Toby, we were trying to figure out if the third one had come yet for me. Yeah, we had like some car situation. My my truck broke down. There was a few things like that. We spent yeah. a bunch of money, and then broke down the next day. And then once you find like, the third one, you're so happy. I know. You know, nothing oh, bad can happen. I was like, wait a second. This invincible. happened. Does that count? And we were trying to figure out the first yeah. one. <laughs> but I, know. I mean, I can't, I don't believe that really. There's a few things like that, 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 you know, they'll pop up here and there, but you're like, nah. My favorite one is that anytime anybody asks what time it is, it's either 20 minutes before or 20 minutes after the hour. Oh, I, yeah. pr- I promise you, I see the time 238 more than any other time. Everybody <laughs> says that. Everybody that like that band said it. I feel I, I feel do. the same way. I feel but the same I, way. But you don't register I know. 419 ever. But you always register 238, and it's got a big spot in your brain. That's it's so many times. Now, 420, you notice that one. Heck yeah. 419, never. You never notice number 419. You see 420 all over the place. You go, there it is. 69, 429, 238. I think 69, the sex position is overrated. I'm just going to say it. Tom Segura had a whole bit about it. Oh, he did? Yeah. About that? Yeah. He he says it's overrated? Yes. Oh. A whole bit. I have to watch it then because I think it's just, it's a lot. Don't you want to just, I mean, if you, Seems like one or the other. Yeah, what are you in a hurry? One. I don't understand because then it's like it's like I thought this was gonna be fun, but now I'm I'm at work. 
but it's fun. I don't know. It's fun and you're working. Yeah. I don't mind working, but I don't want to yeah. mix my fun with that. Yeah. You keep your work and your fun separate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I want to. I want to go to work. Oh like you God! Don't, I, yeah. I want to go on, to work. You, you work do not. Then I want to have a little you, fun. But you don't want to work at Top Golf, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> right. Toby's work hard, play hard kind of guy. Yeah, you you know? want to go to Top Golf after work. <laughs> after work, anything's off. 